Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. All right, talkers, we got a lot to get to. I'm talking a herpes case. I'm talking a pregnancy story. I'm talking um, an arrest, a citation for marijuana. Honey, there is a lot going on in the TLC world. Okay, you do not sleep, all right, on these shows. <laughs> oh, where should we get started? Should we get started with the Thousand Pound Sisters? It, it is breaking news, and you're only going to hear it here first for the Sarah Fraser show. Can't the bitch have a smoke? Tammy Slayton cited for marijuana possession and drug paraphernalia in Union, Kentucky. Okay? Cases coming out there. Also, she's got some sort of settlement that is happening in November. It looks like it's apparently a lawsuit. I have no details about that. Lawsuit settlement is scheduled for November 28th of 2023. What I do have details about is she was cited um, on August 2nd. She was riding in a vehicle with another person who was pulled over, uh, and she was cited for having possession of marijuana and um, possession of a drug paraphernalia. I think that means like a pipe, right? All my law enforcement people that listen to this podcast hit me up at the Sarah Fraser show. But it is breaking news. You're going to hear it here. It, it, it's wild to me, I guess, because I've lived in... Washington, D.C. Now I live in Los Angeles. I mean, I, I don't even know where you can go in this city and not get a contact high. So <laughs> I don't know what it must be like to live. And I, then I go back to Maine, go back to Michigan. It's all legal. So I don't know what it's like to live in a state. It's, it, it's sort of surprising to me that people are being cited for marijuana. 
seems like a waste of time when you can go a state over and it's completely legal. But here we are. So, you know, I always, I'm a huge fan of Tammy and Amy Slayton. I do have other news about Amy Slayton because she apparently has a new boyfriend that I'm going to tell you about. Um, And I love them. You know, I've always said that I thought my Barbara Walters, Diane Sawyer moment was going to be heading to Kentucky and sitting down with this entire family and getting, you know, the whole scoop from them. Okay. Like I always thought that that was going to be my pop-off point. Now, Tammy has blocked me on on TikTok and it's been months. So I don't see, I'm not sure that that that's going to be reversed anytime soon. Um, because I came for her. No, I didn't come for her, actually. I, I shouldn't even set it up that way. I just said from, because I have a lot of sources that, you know, from various places. Anyway, a person close to her said a picture that she posted. She didn't look like she had lost that much weight. And she had a lot of filters on. So I had just said, you know, it's false. This is a filter. And she got mad. And then since then, she's basically told people, if you don't like her filters, Go fuck yourself. Get off her page. So subtle dig at moi. Um, Anyhow, I love them. While we're on it, Amy Slayton apparently has a new boyfriend named Tony Rogers. Uh, Very eagle-eyed fans have spotted him on her YouTube page. If you're not familiar, Amy has a on and popping YouTube where she makes quite a bit of money. So do the women from Cameo. I love them get to it. You know, Amy separated much earlier this year. I'm talking like January, February for Michael Holterman, who's 40 years old. They had a very kind of public shakeup because 911 was called at one point. There was a restraining order against Michael. It was alleged that he got physical with the boys and then maybe came for Amy. Well, that was dropped. Apparently they're working out custody. They no longer live together, but things are okay. Now she's reportedly dating Tony Rogers, who people have spotted in the videos on her YouTube. He is from Battle Creek, Michigan, according to an insider, before he moved to Kentucky. Um, Amy was making frequent trips when she didn't have the boys, apparently back and forth to Michigan, until Tony moved to her. I do not know how they exactly met. If you want to check out the video... Um, Tony can be seen in it celebrating Glenn's first birthday at a hibachi restaurant. Who doesn't love themselves some hibachi? And Amy even refers in the video to Tony as daddy a few times, which of course viewers had a lot to say about that. But I think Amy's smart enough to know like she doesn't really give a rip because if she puts it out there, she knows people are going to have thoughts. It did not appear in the video that Michael was present for Glenn's first birthday. You know, look. Maybe they're not at that place. Maybe, maybe um, you know, Michael decided to celebrate on his own. Fans have all kinds of thoughts, yada, yada, about, you know, if she should move on or not. It sounds like she's pretty over Michael. So move on. If you're ready, go for it. Um, we're getting ready for season five to come back, I'm sure, in December. But it hasn't been announced because there is a lot going on in the TLC world, including the launch or uh, the premiere of season 18 of Sister Wives. At the end of this podcast episode, if you missed my recap about Sister Wives, uh, which I'm going to drop on Monday because this season is really a make or break season for a legacy show, I'm going to be doing recaps every single Monday. And then if you miss it, you can always catch it on Wednesday 
I'll tack it to the end of this podcast. Uh, so there you have it. There's some Thousand Pound Sisters tea as they continue to film on and off. Filming picked back up a couple of weeks ago for Thousand Pound Sisters because we know this, in fact, um, because it was Caleb Willingham's funeral. Tammy laid him to rest. Camera crews were there, caught the entire thing, which you're going to see on season so let's move on to 90 day fiance before the 90 days we have drama there we've got an arrest okay we have an arrest a mugshot that has come up of amanda amanda is with rosvin uh, but the mugshot has recently been posted and amanda was arrested when she was 19 years old in panama city florida i mean the perfect place if you're going to get arrested let it be florida even better panama city it was a fight, like a girl fight. Amanda and this woman, Kayla, who was also 19 at the time, Amanda was was with a guy named Jeremiah. He's not really identified in the story, whether she was dating him at the time or they were related. I have no clue. They apparently, she had a dispute with this other woman, goes to the woman's house, they get into it, they get physical, uh, and then police were called. Amanda was arrested and charged, but the charges only resulted in um, some community service and a citation. Her mugshot is out there if you want to see it. Um, Girl looks good. She looks good any way you slice it. Um, A lot of people are kind of surprised because Amanda seems rather passive on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. I sort of think so too. I did not think our girl... um, I don't know. I didn't picture her as somebody like beating people up. I don't know. I just didn't. She seems very passive with Rosvin. She doesn't seem ready for a relationship. I mean, I can tell you that for sure. She seems like she's still mourning her husband as she should be. That is like a huge, huge loss because he was in his early 40s who passed away. Um, But I have yet to see her comment on it. Obviously, 90 days before the 90 days. Uh... 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. This current season was filmed a while ago. This altercation, by the way, happened back in 2010. So long ago. Come on. Oh, my God. She was 19. Root tooted up. Got into it with a girl probably over a guy who she's not even with today. You know? I mean, please. Anyhow, thankfully, the woman was okay. Everybody was fine. But if you're seeing her mugshot, hopefully Amanda isn't too embarrassed by it. She looks... As far as mugshot goes, it's not like the worst one I've ever seen. She looks like she did get clocked in the face. Kalani and Asuelo, Last Resort. I'm hearing like amazing things about Last Resort. I'm seeing people on TikTok who don't watch 90 Day franchises watching Last Resort and being obsessed. And then I'm seeing people who are diehard fans of the franchise going, wait a minute, didn't fans want... These couples that are so toxic to be in therapy and now they are and y'all have a problem with that? I'm with you. I do think that is hypocritical. I'm getting it for backlash for my interview with Big Ed and Liz. People are like, Big Ed is toxic. He's toxic towards women. Well, don't you all want to see him in therapy? Don't we believe in some form of redemption? Now he's in it and people want Ed and Liz gone. I don't, you make up your own mind, okay? You make up your own mind. I thought Ed and Liz were pretty transparent on the podcast that Ed is, yeah, Ed's ego is like a huge part of their relationship that they have to deal with. I mean, I think he was pretty honest about it. You know, 
Does everybody want to date him? No. I mean, he's not for everybody, but it seems to be working for he and Liz. Anyhow, let's get to Kalani and Asuelo because this past weekend, the sound bites were trending, okay? Because Kalani revealed that Asuelo got thrush or an STI from a woman that he went downstairs with. He claims that, you know, she went downstairs on him or he went downstairs. Bottom line is he cheated on Kalani, okay? (laughs) This is what we find out. He gets an STI in his mouth. His entire tongue is like covered with thrush. Okay. Mm. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. I mean, I wish I could say this is like bizarre, but I know people listening have had STDs. You don't always know when you get them from people. My friends have had STDs and they call me and they're like, is this normal? No, I don't, I don't think that that should be breaking out where it's breaking out. Anyhow, uh, so uh, since then, you know, Kalani got a hall pass. She takes the hall pass because, because Asuelo says, don't worry, you can go make out with someone. Well, girlfriend did more than that. She's now has a new boyfriend named Dallas Nuez. Okay, and he apparently is a security guard at the Bureau of Security and Investigation in Tustin, California, according to InTouch. And I I don't think he's very active on social media. He's hot, though. They published a picture of him, and he's really cute. But the interesting part of this whole story is Kalani has said, oh, apparently they're even moving in together. Like, that's how serious they are. By Asuelu. We knew they were over for a long time. Okay, we've known they've been over for a long time. I mean, he's been spotted with, like, the family Chantel, Chantel's sister, Winter. Winter, stay clear, girl. You are living your best life. You are just looking so hot. You've dropped all that weight. Do not fall for Mr. Asuelu. (laughs) Also, I do give Asuelu credit. Like, I don't think I could go on a show and, like, admit to the entire world that I had an STD. Like, I don't know if I'd be so down with them. So anyway, Kalani's got a new man. She has a new man. He's hot. If you want to see the pictures, they're up online. Things are not going well between them. But the interesting part is Kalani has said that she will not out the woman that gave Asuelu thrush or an STI because the internet is such a savage place. And she has given the advice to this woman who apparently had an affair with Asuelu, never out yourself because the internet is awful they will be terrible to you. I would never do that to another human being. And don't reveal your, yourself. I thought that was like pretty good. Like I think that's very healed of Kalani. Like great advice. I mean, hopefully that woman's taking it. As we speak, she's probably doing a TikTok describing how she gave Asuelu, you know, an STI through a blowjob. But I mean, take Kalani's advice for God's sakes. The other 
Big news. And, and by the way, do I need to get on board with Last Resort? I'm sort of overwhelmed. Before 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 days, Sister Wives, Welcome to Platteville Season 5 is dropping September 5th. I'm sort of like at my, you know, and I'm, I'm now keeping up with Real Housewives of New York this new season, which I love. It's all so much. So, and I'm also trying to go outside every day and like enjoy my life in summer. Hmm. The other 90 day fiance before the 90 day tea, which I think is, I don't, I don't know what to believe here, but Sheila and David, you know, very famous couple, David is deaf on the show and in real life, Sarah, thank you. Um, And Sheila, who is hearing impaired as well to some degree, but not to David's, there is a rumor that she is pregnant and there's a video of her on her Instagram where she does look pregnant. Now, Sheila has come out and addressed these rumors. She says she's not pregnant, that she's just getting fat. You know, she owns her own store. Um, So she's been working nonstop, and that is why. I don't know. I never speculate about people's pregnancy. What do I know? Um, You know, I I don't know. the video is definitely, it doesn't, you know, it's just one of those things, right, where you sort of can tell, like, hmm, is that, sometimes you can't. I mean, there are definitely people who look pregnant and they are not pregnant, so who are we to judge? But you can go on Sheila's Instagram if you want and judge for yourself. She says, it's not true. Fans are completely speculating that she is, and a lot of fans are saying that Sheila is definitely pregnant, but she is not going to reveal it because she and David are probably going to be cast on 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Fiance, or Happily Ever After, or one of those shows that they will be back. We will see, okay? Um, then the other scoop was Kiera uh, Usman, a.k.a. Soldier Boy. Uh, Kiera is, is Soldier Boy's ex-girlfriend who appeared on my podcast to tell her side of the story. She has been watching Usman's interviews with other, you know, YouTubers. He was on Tasha Kay's podcast or, or show, and y'all know Tasha Kay. She's been on this show. And she came prepared. She took notes. And so the backlash from that interview that she did here on the Sarah Fraser show, you can go and listen. It dropped last week is Usman put on his social media that he is looking for an attorney to send a cease and desist and gag order in the state of New Jersey. Um, I was notified by people like, please, please, please let Kiera know he has posted this on his social media because she has blocked him everywhere. I did. Kira said she was already aware and she said that he has no ramifications. So we'll see. I haven't gotten any cease and desist. The interview remains up. Um, she did not, Kira has no signed agreements with any production company. So she has no NDAs. So she's basically able to say what she wants to say. So as long as it's all true. And it doesn't look like he is suing her for defamation, which is very hard to do if you're a public figure. Anyhow, looks like he's just trying to intimidate her or shut her up. Anyway, Usman, come on this show. Let's hear your side of the story again. You are on Tasha K. Well, Tell us again. And people have messaged me, when are you going to have Lisa Baby Girl on, who was the original woman who was with Soldier Boy, a.k.a. Usman. I had read she was fired for um, 
using the N-word. She actually personally DM'd me to say that that wasn't true. So if that's not true, please, I, she says that's not true. I want to take that statement back. I, you know, I had read that in a news story on like Screen Rant, but I, I can tell you from a lot of these news outlets, they are not even news. So they're, they're just gossip sites. So she says that's not true. And I'm really thinking about having her on to tell her side of the story. It's interesting. I know they had a very toxic relationship. People were not happy with Lisa, baby girl. Um, I do. I know when I've interviewed Kimbali and some of other people around TLC, they do not even want her name mentioned. Um, so I'm sure there was a big falling out to some degree there, or maybe that was just Usman asking that, you know, her name not be brought up. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, Lisa and I will, I'm going to reach out to her and see if she would like to tell her side of the story, because certainly Kiara and Kimberly, and now with Usman being so public on TikTok and his Tasha K interview, there's a real renewed interest for them to tell their stories. All right. Another trailer for Welcome to Plathville has dropped. And I'm telling you right now, and and I, I wrote this on TLC's website, and people are saying you are full of crap. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to say, I think season five of Welcome to Plathville could be on par. I, I, I don't think it's going to be as big as Vanderpump Rules because Bravo in general just gets more attention than TLC shows even though TLC shows get the same amount of viewers. It's just a different engagement with audience. Um, But I feel like this season could be one of the biggest of all time. I I feel like it's going to give us Vanderpump Rules vibes on a different level. Here is the most recent trailer. I'll just play the audio. The family is falling apart. 25 years worth of marriage, and then all of a sudden it's gone. I have some big decisions to make. If somebody's going to make me choose, I'm going to choose the person that's not making me choose. Huh? I have family that doesn't accept me now. What? Oh! Welcome to Plathville Returns, September 5th and 10 on TLC and Stream on Max. Oh my god, the techno music at the end. The techno! We got about this and Thousand Pound Sisters. We have got so much to get into. I mean, there's huge rumors that Olivia and Ethan are no longer together. And we are going to find out her own sister came out and said that. Is this the end? I famously predicted, not because they're not both good people. I think they are good people, but they're very young. Now they've been thrust into a hit reality show. And reality shows are the kiss of death for marriages. Look at Kim and Barry Plath. After 20-something years of marriage, as Barry stated, they are no longer together. It is shocking. Hey, you know what I was thinking? And Kim Plath, I mean, arrested for DUI. We're going to see all of that. All This show, there is so much, so much. And I don't know what Micah Plath is doing. He was, he was out here in LA. He's so hot. I feel like he could definitely make it as a model. I don't know if he still wants to do that, but gorgeous like gorgeous and amazing so Mariah seems to really be going through a very dark time okay okay I am so ready uh let's thank a sponsor you guys Horizon Fibroids for all my women in the Maryland area who are dealing with fibroids 
painful periods, long periods. Fibroids actually can cause you to bleed so much that women have to get iron transfusions or actual blood transfusions because they lose so much blood. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, I have these fibroids and and they're bleeding. I'm bleeding like outside of my period. And a lot of times the reason that women are hesitant to make phone calls other than their OBGYN is because they're told that they're going to need a hysterectomy. Guys, I can tell you, Many, many times you don't need a hysterectomy because I have been working with Dr. Will Neem at Horizon Fibroids for going on four years now. He's amazing. He's helped lots of Sarah Fraser Show patients, and he can help you. Get a second opinion with your fibroids. He's known for uterine fibroid embolization, a low downtime surgical procedure that can shrink your fibroids, and you will not have to have a hysterectomy. Now, again, everybody is different. You need to see him yourself, and Horizon Fibroids accepts almost all insurance. Make your appointment today at horizonfibroids.com. He has three locations in Maryland, Rockville, Gaithersburg, and in Frederick, Maryland. The other thing is, though, he does see people across the country. Every single doctor I work with on this show does telehealth um, Zoom calls, so you can get a second opinion and be referred to someone in your area. Go to horizonfibroids.com. All right, here is a little recap, if you missed it, of Sister Wives on Sunday night. It was the premiere episode. I have a lot of theories about this show. I, It is not a fun show to watch. Now, it is only episode one. It could all turn around, but it is not particularly dramatic because Cody's like this ongoing narcissist. So, of course, his wives would leave. There's really no. And he's so not self-aware at this point that there's really, it's just this one-sided conversation we already, the show is behind because we already know in real life that he and Mary have separated, that he and Janelle have separated, but on episode one, they're still together. So we're, so I just think this show is in trouble. I, I really do. I, anyway, I get into all my thoughts. Love you guys. See you tomorrow for a brand new episode with David Yantif behind the velvet rope. Last night was the season premiere, season 18 of Sister Wives, episode one. Every single week, I'm going to be covering that. And I'm also going to be covering Welcome to Plathville, which is coming back 1st of September and is going to be epic. I'm going to make a prediction, although um, Last Resort is getting a lot of great feedback, but I'm going to make a prediction that Welcome to Plathville Season 5 is, until we get 1,000 Pound Sisters, is probably going to be the biggest, just the biggest, I think, I think the most drama, the most compelling because I have very mixed hot takes. In fact, like there's so much confusion, really. I'm looking at my notes. I have a lot of mixed feelings about the premiere of season 18. And in fact, I think I may owe um, the majority of people on TikTok who will often comment on my TikToks that Sister Wives should be canceled. And I go, no, not a chance. It's like the biggest series for TLC it's not it's not happening and it's probably not happening but I kind of feel like it should (laughs) now we're only one episode in of season 18 and the fact that Sister Wives has had 18 seasons is uh, like beyond remarkable I mean we're headed to like the Simpsons here okay what is it the Simpsons have like 300 episodes or some like insanity they like insane thing I mean, I, Sister Wives is headed to that, like, standing, right? It's it's crazy. But um, spoiler alert, too, if you, if you haven't watched this episode, because this is a complete review of everything that is going on on Sister Wives Season 1. So it 
it's not that good, and I'll tell you why. But it could get better, so I'm holding out judgment. Sister Wives, this um, season one, or season, I should say, 18, episode one, is a lot of recap, right, of what happened in the last season and really filling in all the blanks of what's been going down since um, the media, of course, has released and and they did on social media that Mary has left Cody, Christine has left Cody, Janelle has left Cody, Christine has since moved on, gotten engaged, may in fact even actually be fully married, um, but we know that they are filming, they're going to film that wedding for television and they're going to test that to see if there's a potential for a spinoff um, with Christine, Janelle, and Christine's new husband, David Woolley, who also has a huge family. I thought there wasn't any way in hell that there was going to be a spinoff. But I think there's 100% there, there's a real chance that there could be a spinoff. Because this show, everybody is so angry and so bitter. And really, I think it's quite obvious that they do not want to interact with each other. Except for when cameras are up. And it's almost giving me Real Housewives of New Jersey the past season. When we found out after all these years that Teresa Giudice really does not speak to um, Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga. And there is no love loss there. And in fact, Melissa and Joe didn't even go to her wedding with Louie. It's giving me that kind of vibe. So the first 10 minutes of the episode um, last night was just set in the scene. Okay. We know Christine has left. Uh, Robin and Cody still say that they're in shock. And um, then, you know, we're beginning to see cracks in his relationship with Janelle, although it isn't announced in last night's episode that they're separating. And Mary, Mary is sort of their last ride or die because Mary was the OG, the original wife of Cody. And she sits down with Robin and, and she's trying to like console Robin because Robin is like beside herself. Doesn't know how they got to this place for the past 20 years, has been with the family, thought they were like a functioning, maybe partially dysfunctioning, but functioning enough family, doesn't know where it's gone wrong, and is crying a lot. Hence, everybody calls her Sobbin' Robin. Now, I'm going to say, I find, not that I'm not saying that Robin is right, but I find Robin to be actually like, I, th- I feel like Robin doesn't know what's going on. Like, I feel like Robin really is in shock. Does anybody else? Does anyone else? Maybe it's just me. Um, so, you know, that the first 10 minutes is really just setting that up. And it's setting up that Janelle wanted to build this house on Coyote Pass. And Cody is dragging his feet on paying off the mortgage of it or helping her with a down payment, which he could easily do. And has done for Christine in the past and has clearly done for Robin. Great point. I think Janelle has an amazing point. To me, it is very obvious that Cody does not want to be with these other wives. And in fact, I think it's so obvious that this is where I begin to side with people who say the show should be over. To me, Robin is by far, Robin is the one that wants to be with these women way more <laughs> like I mean, at the end of the episode, Robin's sitting there going, I saw myself on a porch with a glass of lemonade with my sister wives. You know, Robin's the one that really loves the polygamy lifestyle, not Cody. It's so obvious to me that Cody wants nothing to do with these women. 
So the first 10 minutes of the episode, I think, is quite boring. We don't really learn a lot of new stuff. I think the most interesting part is when Cody goes and has lunch with Christine. They hadn't seen each other in months. She's obviously moved to Utah. She comes back, and they're trying to talk about the holidays. And they completely get hung up on the fact that here we are in 2023. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure there are people that are listening to this that are like diehard COVID people. I don't give a rip. I never even think about it. I don't care. I have relatives that text me every once in a while. Oh, we have COVID. I'm like, that's a thing. All right. I'll see you in a couple days. I like, I am sorry. I'm with Christine who's like, are you fucking serious? I guess they, Cody is one child that hasn't had COVID. Again, we know COVID like hardly affects kids unless they have an underlying immune issue. And, you know, Cody is so angry at Christine and the teaser for episode two, which again, it could warm up. I I think this was a slow start, but it could get better, is him basically like, I'm angry with you and I want to spend some time being angry. And she's like, and I mean, in this episode, the best part is, is she laughs at him. It's so good. It actually, her laughing at him over that like Mexican lunch actually made me love her even more because she just I I think she really gets what a complete moron he is and here's the thing I mean I think there's a good chance Cody and Robin could appear on this show so I I try to always come at these reality shows as these are people who yes they signed up for it but they do they don't control the edit in any way shape or form and they're never as bad and they're never as good as they're portrayed on the shows You know, I think now, right, it's a really great angle. Cody is insufferable. Now, I know he has been for years. He's he's an egomaniac from a long time ago. It seemed a little bit more palatable, I think, five years ago, five seasons ago. Now it's gotten to the point. He is almost a character of himself um, or a character of himself. And he, but he's he's coming off to me, and I know the women say on episode one of season eighteen, "Wow, this is like the most angry he's ever been. This is the most bitter he's ever been." Maybe they're going to turn it around mid-season because we are. I do believe this season and season eighteen, we are going to see them courting a potential new sister wife. And again, maybe this show survives because the only way it survives is if Robin and Cody go out and actively audition new sister wives and almost create a whole new sister wife show. And then maybe Christine and Janelle get a spinoff. And sadly, I think it could leave Mary out. Mary might make a couple of appearances on maybe Cody and Robin's show, but she's clearly not close to Janelle and Christine. I mean, to the point Christine's daughter... Uh, Gwendolyn, when she got married, photoshopped out Mary in a picture that like one of her siblings posted. But on Gwendolyn's Instagram, she photoshopped Mary completely out. So, you know, they're cordial at, I guess, maybe at best, right? Um, And, you know, this, I, I thought too, we haven't gotten to the part where it'll probably be episodes three, four, where Mary leaves him. She's the last one. We know that they end up separating. He's said for a long time he's not attracted to her. He's not with her. I feel for Mary. I mean, she's been doing a lot of work on her social media, it appears, where she's working on her self-esteem. She's been traveling. You know, my favorite recent tabloid story about her was that she's never at her bed and breakfast. She just fakes all these pictures to make it look that way because she's traveling all the time. I just think that's funny. Like, would you, I guess, I guess it is her business, right? Her, her bed and breakfast of her, uh, which has been in the family for like years. Um, but they, they claim that she takes all these pictures. Then she goes to like London and then posts like she's at the, the bed and breakfast. 
Um, you know, one of the funniest moments for me is Mary was like trying to explain polygamy and said that she didn't get into polygamy to go to heaven. She got into polygamy because she was dedicated to Cody. And I'm just like, huh? I don't know. No. Her explanation for why she was in polygamy, polygamy didn't make sense to me. It just didn't. And she said, screw you to everybody who questions her motives of how you guys are going to heaven now. Because you used to be uber religious. They've all left the church. They're not interested. Um, but I, I think they have a real problem on their hands. Because Cody and Robin are so unlikable. And without, like, I mean, are we going to see a complete 180? Is Cody going to work through this anger and then suddenly be a little bit more happy-go-lucky and joyful? Hunties. We've got a problem on our hands. He is not likable. And without Christine and without Janelle, and Mary's sort of like, I think Mary's gaining a lot more favoritism by the audience online, quite honestly, because I think she's doing a lot of work on herself. She's obsessed with Mel Robbins. I hope Mel Robbins gets on, Sister Wives. It's just this, so far this season to me is feeling more manufactured than ever, meaning I look at Real Housewives of New York, this new reboot. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. The women are authentic. They're talking about their childhood trauma. They're going deep. I mean, Cody and Robin, to me, it's just we circle the same thing. How did we, you know, how did this happen? And, and you know, Cody's, <laughs> Cody's about, it all comes back to Cody. How could you do this to me? There's no self-awareness. I think they have a problem. It feels pretty manufactured to me. And if... Christine and David Woolley and their family can create a show that is more authentic and more of a deep dive and, you know, uh, showing the kids like drama and be a little bit more funny. You know, I think it's in trouble a little bit. I do. Um, And then, you know, uh, I think it's sad for the sister wives kids. I mean, I'm so curious if now, again, I, I bet there's a lot of reasons that a lot of the kids aren't on the show. I'm not sure. I bet it's probably more financial that the network doesn't want to pay the kids or Cody and Janelle and Christine may all have to pay their own children if they appear. But, and I know they do a teaser for episode two that we're going to see some of Janelle's boys and their thoughts about their dad. I just think... You know, it's so obvious to me that Cody is, they've grown up. He's not engaged. At least this is how it appears. And I'd be curious to hear more of from the kids. Are they that impacted? Do they have a relationship with him offline? It's just giving me, it's just not feeling very authentic. It's feeling very interview style. We don't really see, and and maybe Cody is truly like so impacted by COVID, they can't get him to do things, but it's like, they should be out like doing activities. I want to see them around like Flagstaff, like are they, it just is really, uh, I think lackluster so far. I do. I do. And I think, are we going to see Robin and Cody be redeemed in some sort of way? Uh, you know, again, I don't mind Robin as much. I was, a, I was, a, I treat sister wives like Vanderpump rules. I came, I'm a late fan to it. So I haven't, I started watching from the very beginning. And I mean, I, I could tell you, from season one, hon, when he auditioned Robin, there were stars in the sky. Like, he was in love in a way that it was very clear he was not in love with the other women. He was in love with her from the beginning. Like, I could... So, sweetie, the hens let a fox in the hen house. And whose fault is that? I don't know that you can really 
go back inside. Let me thank a sponsor, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, predictions um, and funny lines from last night's episode. Blissey, everybody loves me. This Everybody loves some Blissey. Blissey is America's number one pillowcase when it comes to silk. They are made from 100% mulberry silk. Yes, thank you. Um, they're hypoallergenic. And the benefits of sleeping on silk is honestly, there's so many, but as I mentioned, hypoallergenic. So if you have sensitive skin, they're great for that. It stays cool throughout the night, so you won't be constantly waking up sweating. It reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents hair breakage. Keeps the moisture in your hair as well as your skincare products. I don't know about you guys, but I have many a cotton pillowcase that is just stained and saturated because I put on my nightly skincare routine and then... The pillowcase absorbs half of it. No, thanks. The other thing that is so popular about Blissey is their pillowcases are washable and you could throw them in the dryer. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash TSFS and get an additional 30% off. That's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash TSFS and use code TSFS to get an additional 30% off. Sleep cooler this summer with Blissy, baby. The other thing is Boston Hernia. Boston Hernia, you guys have been making calls. You have been going in to see Boston Hernia and they love you. So they want to do a little promotion because people are buying concerts or they're buying back to school supplies this holiday. Or maybe you just want to treat yourself to a fabulous dinner. And Boston Hernia knows that with inflation and everything that is crazy, you know, once you call them to deal with your hernia issue or your man's hernia issue, you then need to treat yourself. So for a very limited time, they are giving the next person that makes an appointment at bostonhernia.com slash TSFS a $100 Visa gift card. Make your appointment and then email the Sarah Fraser show at gmail.com. Now, this is limited time. It is for one person only. We might do it again, but they really want to thank you guys for coming in. If you don't live in the Boston area, but you think you might have a hernia or you think your man has had a hernia, they are also known for repairing hernia surgery because hernia surgery is the number one surgery. If done incorrectly, it can lead to chronic repa- chronic pain and having to have it done again. Ugh, bananas. So it's first come, first serve, bostonhernia.com slash TSFS. Um, this appointment applies whether you're virtual. So they will help you find a great hernia surgeon in your area if you live out here in L.A., or if you live in Washington, D.C., or if you're listening to this and you're in the Boston area and you want to go in, um, that's fine. Make your appointment and then just send me the date of your appointment, your name, and the first person you're getting a $100 Visa gift card courtesy of Boston Hernia. So go to bostonhernia.com. People are saying the best line of the night last night was when uh, Christine said, being divorced from Cody is awesome. (laughs) That girl, she, I'm telling you, she is living the best life. She looks so good. She looks so happy on the show. I, I, I'm I'm glad to see it. And, you know, like, I wasn't the biggest, I, I wasn't the biggest Christine Brown fan. I, she is, like, by far, like, the fan favorite. I guess I, I sort of, I, I didn't really have a fan favorite. But I will say the more I see her divorced, the more I do say, okay, like she's, there's something joyful about her. There's something very happy about her. 
Um, and, you know, I think, I, I just think that it's great. Um, and so anyhow, I do think they're a little bit in trouble. There's also a breaking news story coming out that Cody Brown is desperate to patch things up with Janelle. Um, and the sister wife star spoke to people about his relationship and breakdown. So this is a brand new interview. Um, choosing to leave the marriage over communication issues. And he says, I'm still looking for reconciliation with Janelle. I won't say she's been wishy-washy about the departure, he said. I will say that. But I keep thinking, this isn't a reason for us to break up. We can work through this. We can find true uh, trust again and negotiate. Honey, it is. The ship has sailed, honey. We need to move on. He and Robin were apparently down in Mexico looking for that other sister wife. We'll keep going. Um, but he does want to reconcile, apparently, with Janelle. It's never going to happen. There is never going to be a reconciliation. And don't you feel bad for Mary? I feel so bad for Like, I mean, Mary should be the angriest. Like, he completely, like, wants nothing to do with her. Uh, the other line that people are freaking out about and have a lot of thoughts about is when Cody says that their, his marriage is breaking up is like a civil war. And a lot of people are like, dude, Really? like a civil effing war like so much sh- like people die in civil wars like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> um but you know there you have it I, I mean I think the other thing that's a little bit worrisome now I'm out here in LA my last thought on this and then I always want to hear your opinions about season 18 episode one did you think it was that good do you think the show is in trouble I the other thing I thought was very fascinating 90 Day Fiance usually trends for a day or two after the show is aired. Um, Welcome to Platteville, not so much. And Thousand Pound Sisters, not so much. They don't have as big of a viewership as Sister Wives. But Sister Wives has 2 million viewers. They did last year. I don't think it's going to be this high this year. But I was shocked. I did not see a lot of online conversation. And I didn't see it trending all that long on Twitter. And I, again... It is, it's a franchise, it's a heritage show for them, it's had a lot of longevity, but I just, I do think the anger is wearing thin, I think the same kind of storyline of Robin being shocked, unless they're going to like get therapy, are we going to all like have a kumbaya, and I just don't think we are, I don't know where they go from here, but please weigh in at the Sarah Fraser Show on TikTok, on Instagram. I'll have a brand new TLC talk episode for you on Wednesday. And today I also dropped Ed and Liz part two. Big Ed and Liz from 90 Day Fiance. Huge interview. Love you guys. Bye, everybody.